Hi, it's Paul Camillos. Welcome to Series 5 of Shooting the Breeze. Join me and my co-host Jacinta Gavin as we talk to inspiring players, amazing coaches and the legends behind the scenes and at the grassroots of the game. This marks the start of our fourth year of covering women's hoops and women in hoops. And throughout the series, we welcome experts like Lyndon Moore from New Zealand and other special guests from across the world to get a global picture of the game. During this series, we'll take a closer look at the grassroots and the passionate people at the community level. And of course, the 30th edition of the FIBA Women's Asia Cup was recently held in Sydney, where the Opals took bronze and Asia's best players put on a show. Hit that subscribe button and to show your support, rate and leave us a review on iTunes so we reach more listeners. I know for me, I've like absolutely stepped out of my comfort zone, you know, just like posting videos and stuff. I, I don't know. I just feel like I put myself out there a bit. I'm more introverted, but now I'm becoming better at, you know, coaching because you have to learn to do that, speaking to a, a whole bunch of people, making phone calls, which I'd usually get so anxious about, which I do, I still do, but I feel like I've just um, gotten better at those sorts of things, so like the life sort of things. It's great having Lauren Mansfield, a Series 1 OG, back on the pod. An experienced point guard playing at the Adelaide Lightning, Loz gives us a glimpse into her hopes and expectations for the upcoming WNBL season with exciting player developments. Loz has been smashing it in every way possible. She recently launched a training business with fellow NBL1 North Adelaide teammate Brooke Basham called The Complete Athlete Project, also known as CAP. Loz and Bash get to use all their skills, experience and connections to deliver something special for young females playing basketball in Adelaide that provides skills training along with well-being and mentoring. If starting a new business didn't stack her calendar enough, Loz also added a few 3x3 global tournaments to the schedule, repping the green and gold. It's a golden era for our women's 3x3 squad. Loz and the team brought home two bronze along with a gold medal in the last 12 months from the Com Games, the Asia Cup and the World Cup for the Gangaroos. We're so grateful that Loz shared not only her wins but her authenticity by stepping out of her comfort zone, making her a true role model for younger players in achieving their dreams and purpose. Enjoy. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze. Joining me is my co-host Jacinta Govind, and today we've got a fantastic guest, a gold medal holder as well, <laughs> Lauren Mansfield. Loz, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have a chat today. It's our pleasure. So, Loz, beautiful downtown sunny Adelaide, the NBL1. I'm guessing it it is sort of sunny and reasonable down there today. <laughs> Um, I think the sun is out. Yeah, it's not horrible. Um, probably not as cold as Melbourne or Sydney, so I'll take it. Cool. So first up, I just want to ask you about how your season's been going in the NBL 1, you know, because it's getting down to that pointy end of the season. Yeah. I mean, it's been tough for me because I've kind of been in and out because I've been, um, I've had a bit of 3x3 happening, but it's been really nice to play for North Adelaide. I haven't played here. This is my, actually the club I grew up playing for. So um, it's been awesome for me to just stay home and, and play here and play with some of the girls I played with as a young kid. So that's been really special for me. Um, 
I think at the moment we're sitting, we're like equal fourth or fifth, I think. All I know is we have to win this weekend. Um, so that'll be definitely be, you know, a tough matchup, but we're looking forward to it. And it's, yeah, it's a must win for us to make finals. All right. So talking about three by three for a minute, how did you feel getting that gold? <laughs> yeah, I think it was um, it was special, particularly because we had gone to the Asia Cup previously and we and we lost to China in the final. Yeah, that game, like I'll never forget the feeling of you know you never want to lose in a final. And so I think we're definitely hungry coming back to Asia Cup and just being able to uh, beat China in the final um, was super, I guess, satisfying. Yeah, it was awesome. The other thing you've been doing is you've you've launched a new business as well with Brooke Basham, I believe. I have, yes. Okay, so before we get into all the basketball stuff, let's find out a bit more about this. So tell us what it's all about and, and what you guys are trying to achieve. Yeah, so um, we started a company called The Complete Athlete Project and basically our goal is to coach young girls. So we basically... Uh, want to be a resource for young girls and parents for obviously on-court basketball training. So we've done a lot of that, um, whether it be individuals or little small group sessions. But the whole idea is to build complete athletes. So we want to also tap into, you know, the mental side, um, which I understand is super important, playing basketball. We want to help to be a resource to just to connect parents with the importance of, you know, strength and conditioning, nutrition, all that sort of stuff, all the things that, you know, play a role in being successful on the court, we want to try and help with. Um, at the moment, we're just kind of keyed in on the basketball. But yeah, we hope to eventually help with, you know, all areas of basketball, both on and off the court and just in life too. Tell us about the preparation of putting Complete Athlete Project together because sometimes from the outside, it looks like these things just pop up overnight, but I imagine a lot of work went into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we kind of came up with the idea. I mean, I'm going to just call her Bash because I don't. It feels weird me calling her Brooke because that's her nickname. So me and Bash uh, last year for Lightning, we were doing. Uh, we were working with Basketball SA, just doing school clinics, and so we did a lot of that together. And then one day we were just sitting at a cafe and we were like, this is like, I want to do this. Like, this is great. And I had done like indies and stuff previously and she was the same. But yeah, we just kind of talked about like maybe it would be a good idea to start our own thing. And so basically from there that was probably about mm, maybe six months ago, maybe longer. It was, no, it would have been because we, we were in season. So about six months ago we just kind of like played around with the idea and, and then from there we started like at the first thing we did was we messaged a bunch of people. We started MBL one sessions and just to see if they'd be interested and they came out and that was awesome. We started, you know, training MBL one athletes. And then from there we, you know, got photos and um, got the content and cause we wanted to put the Instagram together. And um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, we've also just launched our website too, which I'd been working on for about, two months solid. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but it's kind of fun. I feel like I've learned so much in such a short period of time. So are you the web designer and graphic designer as well behind the scenes? Uh, yeah, I've been doing the website and then me and Bash both do kind of like the Instagram posts. Um, we're on Canva is what we use. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're just kind of learning and doing it all by ourselves. And then obviously we've got our photographer as well like a good group of people you got around you 
Yeah, I think that's a big thing. You know, obviously we've we've sourced a lot from just our connections with Lightning. So we've got Brando, who's um, our strength and conditioning guy at Lightning. Um, he's working with us at CAP and then Emma Hoppo, which we like to call Poppy. Um, she's our Lightning photographer. So, I mean, we've just kind of used our connections and obviously we're blessed with being able to do that and Lightning's been awesome with us too. That's great. Are you looking at also branching into doing websites as well since you're obviously getting so good at it? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm that good. <laughs> Probably not. Not anytime soon. I'm ready to not look at a computer for a while. <laughs> so going through with Complete Athlete Program so far, what's happened along the journey that you've kind of gone, wow, that was really amazing or, you know, stuff that's occurred we've gone oh damn you know it's really painful that this happened yeah there's been we've had quite a few of those moments i think something that bash and i have talked about actually recently is like something that we didn't realize would happen we just feel like we've grown so much i know for me i've like absolutely stepped out of my comfort zone you know just like posting videos and stuff i i don't know i just feel like i put myself out there a bit I'm more introverted, but now I'm becoming better at, you know, coaching because you have to learn to do that, speaking to a, a whole bunch of people, making phone calls, which I'd usually get so anxious about, which I do, I still do, but I feel like I've just um, gotten better at those sorts of things, so like the life sort of things. Oh, and another thing, which I kind of expected this to happen, but I just feel so much more purposeful now. You know, I wake up like excited to go and train these young girls and yeah building relationships and connecting with them it, it's so rewarding and f like I feel full so yeah I really feel like I've maybe found my purpose away from playing basketball and as far as challenging things I think a big one is just like the the admin side uh, you know the accounting the money stuff the insurance um, just the little stuff that I would have never even thought about um, that you kind of have to when you're starting a company. So, I mean, that's been a big learning curve for me. But again, I think that's helped me to to grow and yeah, just kind of get better at little things. So, what's the age range of the people that, are, that participate in your programs? That's a great question. We don't really, we haven't really like we tried not to limit ourselves. We don't really want to turn people away. But generally at our, like we've got a camp coming up, which we're doing with Lightning, and that's uh, I think eight-year-olds to 16. So probably, you know, we don't want to be coaching girls that are, you know, too young and not ready. So, yeah, not a huge limit and any age. I mean, I, I love coaching the older girls um, just because obviously I can probably do more advanced skills and stuff with them, which I really enjoy. Okay. And do you mention skill set as well, like from beginner to elite, or is it uh, more designed to take some of the talented athletes at a rep level and get them to that next level, like to make state teams and state programs? I think, again, like we want to be pretty open. Um, we don't want to say, uh, you know, if someone just like loves basketball and they're, they don't have to be elite, we'll train anyone. And I think a big, like a really cool part about, what we're doing too is like, you know, they might not make it to that next level, but we're still helping them with training resilience and um, we're seeing them each week, we're seeing them progress. So, yeah, I think I like the idea. We've talked about the idea of maybe like an underdog academy as, as well. So maybe girls that haven't made Div 1 or Div 2 and just want to try and help to 
get to that next level. So yeah, we want to train all levels if we can. Um, obviously, the more elite training is really fun for us. But yeah, we also just like to train girls that, you know, at least they're getting off their phones and they're out there training, doing something. So we like to see that as well. And you mentioned that the Lightning have, you know, been obviously supportive. How are you finding the the level of support that they've committed to has assisted you in, in growing the business? Yeah, the Lightning have been amazing for us. As soon as we kind of um, brought out the idea, Reese and Nat and Matt, they all kind of said, you know, let us know if there's any way we can help and um, use us to, you know, help build your connections and all that sort of stuff. So they've been unreal. I think obviously the holiday camps have been really good for us in, um, you know, just connecting with young girls and building those relationships. Yeah, they've been super supportive and I think we both feel really lucky that we've got that connection with them. And you already had a strong attendance to some of the Adelaide Lightning games just based on what we see on the broadcast at your home games. Mm -hmm. Um, Perhaps you may see an even further increase in some of the young girls in the crowd coming to see Lightning games now. I really hope so. Yeah, I think that's obviously the goal for, uh, you know, having those lightning camps. Um, We want to build relationships with these young girls and, you know, I think it's super important that, you know, we connect with them and get to know them and know their names when they come to games. You know, having older role models is so, so important for young girls. So we want to kind of use our platform to try and help them and help with all of that. And talking about the girls in the crowd. How have you found the crowds in Adelaide across not only NBL1 but also WNBL? Have you found the crowds been reacting to basketball in general over the last couple of years that you've been back home? Yeah, I think it's they're getting better. I think the crowds are getting there, which is awesome to see. Um, I think women's sport in general is taking off a bit and, you know, obviously we don't have the sort of following and endorsements of the footy girls, but we're on the right track. You know, I think I played at the arena. I can't remember who I was playing for, but it was like a few years ago. And, um, yeah, the atmosphere wasn't great. There wasn't a whole lot of fans there. But, yeah, every game this year we had, yeah, it was loud in there. The atmosphere was awesome. And credit to Lightning, they've done a great job of building that up. And we were out on billboards and on buses this year, so they've done a really good job. And I think it's the same with a lot of the clubs in the WNBL. You know, both the Melbourne games, I think, were pretty awesome, really good turnout. It's really exciting to see the WNBL kind of taking off and getting those fans out to games. And it's a very AFL, AFLW heavy city, Adelaide. I remember anything AFL related used to lead the nightly news every night. It would be Adelaide Crows have gone for recovery and that would be the headline over, you know, a natural disaster. So, yeah, you've got your work cut out for you in terms of uh, competing for space. But uh, it sounds like Complete Athlete Project might be a great pathway to diversify from those other sports because you'll be offering something a little bit different. Yeah, I hope so. And, yeah, I mean, that's the vision. We want to try and just keep building and keep growing and, I guess, really be something for young girls because, you know, there's trainers out there, there's a lot of stuff out there for boys, but we really want to, you know, specialise in helping young girls. And I wanted to just touch on that because I know with with my daughter, uh, when she goes, most camps it's, it's mixed boys and girls. And, you know, she says that quite often – there's some le- there's a level of favoritism for the boys. Uh, maybe favoritism is not the right word, but yeah, the boys get the ball more. 
How important do you think it is having a, a program that really focuses on girls to give them an opportunity to, you know, be themselves? Oh, my gosh. It's so important. It's so key. We're actually working with Basketball South Australia and they've, they're doing um, the female participation strategy, which is an awesome thing. So basically we go out to schools and we do school clinics, but it's just for the girls. So only the girls are there. And we've had feedback. We've spoken to the girls after the clinics and the teachers and stuff, and they've talked about how important it is just to have the separation. Like usually in PE classes, the girls don't, it's exactly what you're saying. They don't get the ball enough. You know, the boys kind of take over and, and I get it. They're um, more athletic and perhaps playing at a higher level for the age they're at. But the girls just kind of miss out or don't get the ball enough or just kind of get overshadowed by the boys. And so I think what BSA is doing, um, having us, you know, just have clinics just for girls is so, so important and so good for the girls, like such a cool opportunity for the girls. So, yeah, I think CAP's really trying to follow that lead and we really want to make it um, something special just for the girls. And have you encountered any pushback on the basis that you are focusing on girls? Um, not yet. Not, not yet. to not to our knowledge. I mean, I'm not sure what people are saying, but no, we haven't had any pushback yet. So, I mean, we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and look, just one last question about CAP, your long-term vision. Where would you like to see this initiative end up? Yeah, so I think, and we've talked about it, and it's probably a really big dream, but we would love to one day have our own facility for the girls. So, yeah, just our own facility with basketball courts, gym, um, again, just having everything that an athlete would need. Um, we'd like to have, you know, physios there, um, strength and conditioning, all that sort of stuff. So we'd like to have our own facility. I think we'd also like to employ uh, younger girls to coach as well so we want to help them to develop leadership and stuff and I think one idea that we had which would be awesome is employing like say DPs or um, young girls in the WNBL who maybe are on minimum wage and just being a, a source of income for them and again that's helping them and that's helping us and that's helping the young girls so it's kind of keeping that cycle of you know building young girls up. You just, mentioned earlier too um, about having dietetics and, you know, the psychology side as well taken care of. Have you got any plans of how you might implement that into CAP as well? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're not nutritionists and we're not psychologists. We know that we can't give advice um, as such. But, you know, obviously we've got a lot of experience. We can just share our experiences and I think especially the mental side we'll, we'll start to do that we want to get into mentoring and by doing that just sharing our experiences and what we've learned yeah I'm not sure what the future holds but I think eventually we'd love to you know have outsource and have people um, who probably could help even more so with that I mean that's that's the big picture sort of stuff and you mentioned um, you know coaching getting some of the some girls to coach do you see developing coaches as being part of your strategy wow yeah i'm not sure I, I think so i mean if we could get to that that'd be great you know we want to i think it's important to have young leaders within the community um yeah and we want to pass down you know young girls out coaching doing what we're doing now i think that would be awesome so yeah i guess perhaps we haven't exactly nutted out exactly what that looks like or um what we want out of it but 
yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that's what we'd like to see eventually. Okay, so for anybody who's interested in getting more information, what's the website? The website is completeathleteproject.com.au. Okay, so everybody who's listening, you want to know more about it, that's the place to go. Yeah, check us out. Absolutely. Powered by Lauren Mansfield herself. Yep. (laughs) I hope it looks okay. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about NBL1 for a little bit. Have you found NBL1 competition the last couple of years uh, that you've played in, in terms of being able to keep your hand in during the WNBL off-season? How's it been? Yeah, I love NBL1. I love playing NBL1. I think it's such a it's such a nice thing to have to be able to play in the off season like I just love basketball so I love playing and so I think it's and it oh, it's such a good pathway at the moment like I know a lot of people that are getting signed um, like Bash for example played in the NBL 1 um, and then got picked up and got to train with the Lightning and I think it's just such a a key pathway and you're seeing it in the men's side as well. They're getting picked up and going to the NBL, and then that's a pathway to get to the to the NBA. So, you know, I think it's such a great composition. I think they've done a really good job of publicising it and putting it on social media with the highlights and stuff. I think they've done a really good job of it. And, yeah, so I love playing it. It's awesome. Not only playing and just being able to help, help young girls that are like my teammates and stuff like that, but being able to use the games to work on stuff as well because obviously it's not the WNBL season so you can kind of try and work on your game in the off season through playing in the NBL one as well. When was the last time you played for North Adelaide Rockets because you mentioned earlier what had been a while do you remember what year it was? I honestly have no idea I'm really bad at like years and knowing I should know this I, I played when I came back from college I'm thinking 2010 around then yeah, that's still a while ago. Yeah. I it's remember we played 2008. Yeah. And then in my mind I couldn't recall when perhaps you would have played again, but I lost touch with basketball along the way. So 2010 sounds right. Yeah. So it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, one of the things I've noticed about WNBL players in the NBL one is there's a bit of a performance disparity. Yeah, because a lot of the WNBL players are posting huge numbers Mm. how important do you think it is to have players at that level playing in in nbl1 to be able to bring the level of competition up i think it's super important and that's the cool thing about nbl1 is uh, you're playing you get to play with wnbl caliber players which makes the league uh, more competitive and then you've got you know, youngsters that are training with them and playing against them. So they just get that experience of playing against those high-level players. So I think it's it's an amazing opportunity for, for young girls, I think, and for, you know, any of the NBL1 players. And have you found, particularly given, you know, your performances in, in 3x3, have you found that any of the people that you're playing with sort of fangirl Lauren Mansfield? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I might fangirl them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've got WNBL season coming up not too far away. It's coming up quick. And there's been a lot of signings happening, especially the last two weeks, I guess. It's been, you know, pretty much a revolving door of signing announcements coming thick and fast. Um, Yeah. 
How do you feel about some of the people that have signed up and also the moves and how do you think that's going to play out in the WNBL from your perspective? Um, I mean, it's fun. It's going to be, I think, a very exciting season, as it always is, honestly. Um, there's been, yeah, quite a bit of movement. Some of the teams, like for for example, Townsville, they're going to look very different. You know, they've signed Sammy and, and Alice, which I'm super excited to see Alice back in the WNBL. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be tough. Obviously, they're gonna be shooting the poop out of it. Yeah, and then obviously Sydney, they're gonna be tough as well. So it's exciting to see the movement. And I think, you know, for Lightning, I've got to be careful what I say here because I don't want to announce anything before Lightning does. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited about our Lightning team. Obviously, we've got a few signings out that are you know young players coming back from college, but. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what they do and obviously to play with Izzy and Tauby and a few of the other girls as well. Again, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the WNBL. Yeah, you've got a great range so far on the Adelaide Lightning roster from, like you said, girls fresh out of college and really good college careers too. Like Izzy Bourne was excellent for Nebraska. You've got Taylor Mole coming in the fold. And then you've just announced Jocelyn Willoughby yeah. too. That is a good get. Yeah. That's a great get. I'm so excited to play with her. Obviously matched up with her when we play Sydney. And, yeah, she's just – she's tough. She's a tough player with uh, – I think a, she's a really good defender. And so I think that's really exciting for us. I think we need to be – and I spoke to Natty this week, actually. We need to be much better defensively. And she's, she talked about having a defensive focus. So I think Jocelyn will certainly help us with that. And then, yeah, I'm excited to see Taylor and, and Izzy in the WNBL. When I was at uh, Capitals, Izzy trained with us and, yeah, she was she was good then. So now she's had four years of college experience. So I'm really excited to see what she does in the WNBL. Also someone who's tearing up NBL1, posting some big numbers in NBL1 East herself. So I think she's prime and ready for WNBL. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to play with her. And Jocelyn might be not saying that people are replaceable because Steph Talbot, in my eyes, is never replaceable because she's my favourite player. But yeah. she's probably a good substitute while Steph takes some extra time on the sideline. Yeah, I think so. I think that's going to be key for us. Obviously, yeah, like you said, you can't replace Steph Talbot. Like That's not happening. But Jocelyn's, yeah, she's exactly what we needed. She'll step into that three spot and she'll be really exciting for us and hopefully we'll have Tauby back soon as well. So, yeah, that's going to be even scarier. And I th from what I heard, Jocelyn is such a great person off court as well and instills a really positive um, and calm culture amongst the teammates as well. So I think she's going to be a perfect addition to – it looks like a roster that's, you know, you're, you've got a lot of local players that's yeah. – um, the same from last season. So you've already got that existing dynamic and culture. So I think Jocelyn will be a really good addition. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I obviously I don't know Jocelyn, but I've heard from um, her Sydney teammates that she was a really good person as well. So, yeah, obviously excited to get to know her and Natty talked highly of her personality as well too. So I think we're all excited to have her here. And just really quick, the time I lived in Adelaide, the thing I loved the most was how every suburb, well, most suburbs had a chicken shop and they would sell schnitzel packs. Oh, so yeah. Please, yeah. You look, when I came back home, uh, I was craving schnitzel packs and the only other place since then, because I, I lived uh, and what played in Adelaide in 2008, yeah. and 
love the schnitzel pack and wherever i've traveled in australia since then I, uh, the only place i found a schnitzel pack is tasmania so please do me a favor and take jocelyn to get a good schnitzel pack okay i absolutely will i'm really yeah. sad I, I had no idea other places didn't do it that's appalling yeah treasure it while you can laws okay i will I'll make the most of it i'll order one tonight <laughs> yeah good <laughs> and you mentioned that natty hurst how do you think She's going to approach this season coaching-wise. You've obviously been talking, you know, about how you guys are going to approach the season. You know, are we going to see see really big different things happening or what are we going to be seeing from the Lightning? I mean, it, from my conversations with Nat, to improve from last year, we really need to have – we need to be better defensively. Um, we need to be a better rebounding team as well. So I think that's going to be a really big focus for us um, straight away, which I love that. Like obviously we want to – I think we still want to get out and run, you know, with athletes like Izzy. We've got to and Tauby when she comes back and Willoughby as well. So we want to play a running game. I think that's a, a fun style and, yeah, where we were kind of at our best last season. But, yeah, to do that you have to be able to get stops on defence and um, you got to rebound as well. So, yeah, I think that'll be a key thing for us to really move forward from last year is just really being able to lock down on defence and I'm sure we'll, you know, try different concepts on D, different on-ball defence, Um not sure what that will look like. I'm sure Natty has a plan, but yeah, it'll be a really, hopefully, much improved defensive team. It's when we spoke to Natty last year in uh, our previous season, she mentioned, especially on offense, that it's going to be a lot more free flowing, a lot more focus on read and react versus running sets all the time, which when Adelaide were playing at their best last season, like you said, was real run and gun, free flowing, very unpredictable and hard to guard. So can we expect the same thing offensively next season? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's that's what Natty wants to do and I, I think it did work well when we did it last year. So, yeah, I think we'll build on from that um, and continue that. I think that suits our players that we've got in Izzy and Tauby and I'm sure there'll still be a lot of that. I think we've recruited high IQ players as well and that'll help with our reading and, and reacting as well. So, yeah, and I loved that style. I think it's a fun way to play and, you know, good movement and cutting. Um, we were a good cutting team last year, so um, stick with that, I think. And probably suited you personally a little bit better too, given your 3x3 experience and the transfer of skills and concepts between the two different types of games. Yeah, I think so too. I think... I think I've definitely learnt a lot. Just every time I go to 3x3, I feel like I just learn so much just because it's, it's quite new to me and I haven't played a whole lot of it. So, yeah, just being able to, because there's less players on the court, like screening actions and being able to read them and get open from them and use screens are so much more important. Not that they're not important in the 5-on-5, five five, of course they're important, but if you um, come off a screen, right, you're going to be wide open because there's no help in the key, right? So, yeah, I think that stuff's super helpful going back to the 5-on-5. Five five. Definitely looking forward to, to playing that style of game and, um, you know, reading screens and obviously playing some pick and roll as well, which is my favourite. <laughs> going back to the 3x3, how did you find the getting into the game of 3x3 given your prior experience in, in the five-man game. And how do you find that you're translating that into your WNBL and NBL1 game? 
So I think when I first did 3x3, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't even know all the rules, to be honest with you. But um, I think something that the 3x3s really helped me with is obviously there's a, a shorter shot clock, lower shot clock. So you have to just be more aggressive. You've got to make a play straight away. So I think that's really helped me just to play more aggressive, to either get on the rim or just be a bit more assertive in everything I do. I think sometimes in the five-on-five, I'm kind of waiting to see what the defense gives me. But in the 3x3, you can't really do that. You've just got to go straight away. Um, So I think that's been something that I've really learned and am starting to get better at. And hopefully that transfers this season coming up. And how do you find the fan engagement with 3x3 i mean we were watching the the asia cup in singapore and it looked like it was packed houses all the time and the crowd really seemed to be getting right into it yeah i think that's the really cool thing about 3x3 is that atmosphere is so cool there's you know there's people on every side it's a smaller stadium so it's it's more compact and it's it's really loud in there so it's it's such a fun experience just as soon as you run out on the court you get like goosebumps like it's just it's so cool and they do a really good job of making it you know a super entertaining game as well the fans are awesome I think at the world cup it was sold out every game so yeah I mean it's just such a cool experience and a really cool atmosphere to play in and you kind of feed off it too I think now some time back we spoke with a few people about 3x3 and we heard from uh, Marina Whittle about what it's like playing in Singapore uh, because it's hot and Mm-hmm. humid yeah. how did you how did you find that kind of environment to play in especially outdoors honestly i i don't mind it at all i kind of like the heat i feel better in the heat i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because i'm older and like gets my joints going better um but i quite enjoy the heat the one condition that i hate though is when it's windy there was some games in uh when we we're at com games and you could see i could see like the flags move in the background and i was like oh no like this is not good because when you're shooting a three but a two in three x three if there's a bit of wind like it's not good and i think i probably let that get in my head a little bit too i'm like oh no it's windy like don't shoot twos like might carry the ball you're gonna miss but so i probably need to be better at that but yeah i don't mind the heat i can deal with the heat not the wind <laughs> <laughs> The wind you can never control either. If it's hot or cold, you can control yourself and your body temperature and how you respond to it. But the wind you cannot control at all, whether it's a venue or as a player, as your skill, nothing. It would be so frustrating. It's so frustrating because obviously every shot that I shot was supposed to go in because it was windy. I missed him. (laughs) puts the doubt in your mind like it's coming off my hand right it feels good that it's going to go in and then it will just you know hit the side of the barn and exactly puts the doubt well you're like am i not shooting right or is it yeah something else literally exactly then i'm like okay can i kind of shoot it that more that way no stop it lauren (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i mean looking forward how do you think that you're going to be feeling towards playing yeah, 3x3 over, you know, five-man game. Do you see potential for players to gravitate to one over the other? Oh, really good question. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I love the 3x3, but I also love the 5x5. Five five. Like, sometimes the 3x3, the games are over so quick. Yeah. And, like, it's so quick. And I'm like, oh, but what about the next quarter? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, when I sometimes when I'm playing 3x3, I kind of miss the 5x5 five five aspects. But then when I'm playing 5x5 five five and there's – 
there's help in the key. <laughs> I miss the three X three. So I, you know, I don't know if I can even pick one. Like I love them both, but they're certainly going to be. I think there's going to be players that suit the three X three more than the five and five, and some that suit the five and five more. So there probably is a capability of that. That could be a thing in the future. Okay. And you said that you haven't been playing three X three for very long, and so when you're getting prepared for Asia Cup and the World Cup more recently, were you aware of how popular it is overseas, probably more popular overseas than it is in Australia? Yeah, I've kind of followed it a little bit. Um, I followed it when the girls played in the World Cup previously. So I'd, I'd seen that, you know, it's kind of taken off, but I, I probably wasn't as aware as, of like how popular it is in Europe. Like it's really popular and they're playing it a lot and, you know, they've got the women's series happening, which is awesome so they're playing more and more and getting more experience which is awesome and i think yeah it's really taking off over there and i think the cool thing about 3x3 is the places that they have the stadiums like it's so cool like when we're in australia it was under this i can't remember what the building's called but they have them in the the most beautiful spots i saw on the fiba 3x3 instagram they had one at like high altitudes, like in the mountains somewhere, they had a court set up. So I think that part of it is really cool as well. Pop-up court. <laughs> you can play it anywhere. Just Literally. like taking a travelling monopoly, you can just pack it with you and pop it up anywhere. Absolutely, yes. I'm waiting for us to have a pop-up court in, in Sydney <laughs> at the Opera House. Oh, oh that's that be awesome. and very doable, oh, yeah. very doable. Yeah. There's no, yeah, no shortage awesome. of room there yeah. except for the wind. The wind's going to be a problem. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we got to get it not on a windy day. Because <laughs> you mentioned it's you know how popular it is in Europe, and they'll have the women's comps as well in Europe. Can you explain to us a little bit more about the two separate? It seems like there were two separate comps going on. So the time when yourself and Marina and Maley and Ali Wilson were going, say, to Asia Cup and World Cup. There was a, another 3x3 Australian team that had, you know, Atwell, Bibby, Clark, and it was you. That's right. Yeah. The other group. That's right. You were with that group and Scherf was perhaps with the other group or Keely with Froling was with the other group. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to try and showcase both and promote both, but I got a bit confused between who was doing what. So do you mind just giving us a quick rundown of how it works? Yeah. So... The women's series is kind of a separate thing from like there's the FIBA events, which is the Asia Cup and the World Cup. And what the girls went to, what uh, Marina, uh, Ali, it was Mila Goodchild and Keely Froling, they went to the World Cup qualifiers. So we needed to qualify to get to the World Cup. So that was an event that we had to go to. So they got sent to that. And it just happened also the there's the women's series, which is basically – it's like a season. It's a 3x3 season. And so teams can apply to FIBA to um, register for those events. And, yeah, they're basically going from, I can't remember when they started, but it's been going for months now and they're just played it in all different countries. And so um, it just happened that that same weekend there was one in China that we got to go to. So that's why we ended up sending a different team over to China and we were playing in the women's series. Um, which we're hoping to get back to in the next month or so to try and play in some more women's series just to get more experience and, and just to keep playing 3x3 because it is a different game. So it's really important to keep playing it as much as we can. So I'm just going to throw this out as a 
as one of those crazy idea things. Do you think that the WNBL should or should consider maybe doing a 3x3 comp in concert with the regular WNBL season? So it's like before the main game, there's a 3x3 game. Yeah, like a 3x3 league. Yeah, kind of. So, you know, you, you go to the game and you don't just get the main five-man game. There's also a yeah. 3x3 game that's like as a, a warm-up to the main event kind of thing. Yeah, I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think even just having 3x3 as its own event as well, you know, having maybe having maybe one day there's a 3x3 league where – it could be players that could play both. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's got the potential to really take off, I think. Yeah, because the reason I was thinking about it is the other day I was watching the first game of the Toehi League and they've got mm-hmm. this new uh, Rapid League where it's basically just the bench players play four four-minute quarters before the main game. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of cool, except they've also got to play the main game as well. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you've got to manage legs, you've got to manage all of that. But it kind of got me to thinking about it and it kind of went away. And then just all this talk about 3x3, I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be kind of cool if you got to see a 3x3 game before a WNBL game? And it also gives, you know, players an opportunity to showcase themselves in front of WNBL coaches before the game and potentially gives them a leg up on an opportunity to get into the WNBL as well, different pathway. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great idea. I don't know who you got to talk to, but oh, which, yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. And even just to get the getting fans out and seeing the three x three game too, because yeah. a lot of people watch it and really love it and really enjoy it. So yeah, I think that'd be awesome. It's been included in the Australian University Games as well yeah. for the I think for the first time maybe this year. I don't want to go as far to say the first time. Yeah. But um, so younger athletes can play UBL, which is like a university um, Australia-wide kind of, I don't know if it's actually, I don't know if it's Australia-wide, but a university-type league where I know that Sydney teams have been going down to Melbourne. And so maybe that's where it will develop the 3x3 with the UBL because it's already kind of planted in the university first. And I know that 3x3 as like the entity that, kind of operates under MBL were supporting it. So mm-hmm. maybe that's where you can plant some seeds. Yeah. We gotta to talk to people. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. Okay, so uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about, Loz, and you may not want to answer this. Uh oh, I'm scared. <laughs> no, don't be scared. <laughs> where do you think Adelaide's gonna be this season? Because like you did really well last season and then the wheels kind of fell off yeah how do you guys think you're going to be able to make that final four this season i'm going to say yes okay i mean i I need to be confident in my team but i i do believe that i do think you know with the people that we have coming in and um they haven't announced all our players yet but i think yeah i think we're going to be tough particularly on the defensive end like i've been talking about so i think we're right there Obviously, we need a we need a gel and and fit together. But I think credit to Natty and the Adelaide club. Just I think they've done a great job of putting together a good team that I think will fit 
and I think good people too. Like I'm really excited to, you know, be around these people. I, I've heard nothing but good things. So, I, and I think that's really important too. Like you got to, you can have a bunch of, you know, great players, but you got to gel as a team too. And, you know, just having that team chemistry is so important. And what's it like for you being a point guard, having someone like Nat Hurst, who also played for the Caps and had a great career in the WNBL as a point guard herself? Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, what's it like having her as your coach, I should say? Yeah, I love it. Obviously, a luxury for me to have a point guard as my coach because obviously she's been there and she's done it and she's done it really well. I think she's won, won the most championships in history. So she knows what she's talking about. And so, yeah, I feel pretty lucky to, to have her as my coach and um, we have a really good relationship. I didn't know Natty too well before last year, but we um, got to know each other and we kind of had some good conversations throughout the season and I think particularly this next season now that we know each other better. And I think one thing that Natty's really helped me with as a point guard is something she kind of challenged me about last year was holding people accountable. So, you know, as a I'm – it's something that it's out of my comfort zone, you know, telling, not telling people off, but, you know, calling them out if they're not doing what we need them to do. So, and obviously I'm still working on it, but that's something that Natty's really helped me with. And I want to continue to focus on being able to do that and holding my teammates accountable as well as myself. Well, I think going full circle about accountability, I think now that you are firmly in the space of being a coach and a mentor and now having some of the people you coach and mentor come in and watch you play I think your self-accountability will be at an all-time high (laughs) I think so I hope so yeah I feel I actually really feel with the cap stuff it's made me a better leader so I'm really gonna focus on that this season just try and you know be a better point guard and Maddie will help me as well so yeah I'm really looking forward to it Cool. Okay. So, Loz Mansfield, it's been great having you on the show and it's great having a chance to just talk to you again because it's been years since we've been able to just talk about stuff generally. I know. Um, Yeah. And I do remember that at the WNBL launch this year, we were trying to get Mm -hmm. you and Steph on the show together and we haven't forgotten. We've still got to do that. Yep. I'll message Tauby. I'll let her know. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and look, honestly, it's been great having you on the show and really good luck with uh, the 3X3 and also in the WNBL yeah. and definitely with the Complete Athlete Project. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed our chats. Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.